He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing, uh, the news and results podcast. We are in 2021. It is season four. We're almost there, people, because it's week seven. I am Peter Walker Wilkinson, and I am here tonight by with Braden Martin. How are you going, mate? Not too bad, thank you. I'm also here with Alex McKellar. How are you going, sir? I'm doing well, thank you, sir. You had a better pit stop strategy this week. I like it. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, mate. (laughs) Oh, sorry, straight into it. (laughs) Let's let's, let's talk about that a bit later, though. Um, So we're here today, obviously, to talk about all the news and results and and all the kinds of cool stuff that we've been doing in iRacing for the last week. Uh, We're always brought to you by driversclub.net.au, brewster.coffee, 24-7 race control, CD photography, until we update all the list. Uh, but thank you, all those people who are bringing it to us. Uh, our Discord, lockedonloads.com slash Discord. Hop in, have some fun with us. Um, people are very happy with the meat channel. Uh, and the AFK channel is getting a lot of good photos at the moment. A lot of car talk in there as well. So come along and join us if you are keen to play Forza Horizon 5. Don't don't forget we're, we're playing that pretty hard next week when it comes out as well. So join us in the Discord. Uh, but other than that, we probably should talk about some racing. Uh, so go to brewster.coffee if you want to help us uh, help Ash grow his, his website and actually get some coffee, um, find out where some good coffee is around you, all that kind of stuff, rate the, your local coffee so other people can find you as well. CD Cinematography, the man himself, the pro, Clayton Davies, making your uh, cars and races look amazing in, in photo and video form. So go hit him up or just go like his content and share his content on Facebook. That really does help. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with Braden because I know he's keen to talk about his great week of racing. Mate, what's been happening in your world this week? Yeah, well, obviously we had Aussie Car this week, which we'll probably wrap up a little bit towards the end of this little chat. Um, but also the good thing about Aussie Car this week was it lined up with the officials, which was Sneston uh, 200. So the best actually... track in iRacing, apparently. Like he... <laughs> yeah. Russell, controversial track. named it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a controversial track, but I, I, I really enjoy it. I don't know if it's because... Well, I hadn't raced there before um, because I didn't do that round of Aussie car when it was in the season a while back. Uh, but did the Snedden 300 layout last season, and I did do some practice on the Snedden 200, even though I couldn't race that race in that season. So... Uh, it was good to get up to speed. Um, My favourite part and... of the track is that it's two big straights and a couple right-hand turns, and then like, Jesus, we've got to put a left-hand turn in here, otherwise the people are going to think it's an oval, so they put the most two most awkward or three most awkward left-hand turns you could <laughs> possibly think of just so just, just to get it back on track again. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know if it's much maligned because it, it really, those sections, especially when the tyres are cold, are probably some of the most difficult sequences to really get right. Um, You know, there's a difference between making it through (laughs) unscathed (laughs) and, and actually being able to get a good, you know, quality time or whatever, uh, because they are so tricky, those change of directions. You got that end of that back straight and you've got to not only turn left, cover the inside, break while you're turning left, but break not hard enough that you don't lose it. And then come in, wide so you can then open up the right hand turn which is got a massive um jump there which will ruin your skippy um and then you you're pretty much into a right hand turn that that goes right hand for about 360 degrees and then a hard <laughs> left like, and 
And when you're trying to get on the accelerator as early as possible to, to maximize that run and then not run wide out onto the grass and cop the off track on the left as well. So And, and they, they drop a little hole in there just in case you feel like you, <laughs> you haven't got enough to think about. Yeah, so the plan was to try and hit Snedden pretty hard and do quite a few officials because I'm not having a great season, first of all. Uh, second of all... I figured it would be pretty low participation, which was meaning, you know, some easy easy races, I suppose, uh, to try and get the a mountain of uh, safety rating points I've lost over the last three or four <laughs> weeks back. Uh, but it didn't exactly go to plan. Basically, all of the races sort of went along to the same sort of beat, which was qualify pretty well, sort of second or third. Um, normally have someone attack me at the end of the first straight on the first lap lose the draft of the leader and then fight for second and third and fourth for the, the remainder of the race. That was pretty much how most of the races went. I ended up, I think, having a couple of fourths, a fifth, uh, a third. One of the races, I was second. We lost the draft from first. Uh, managed to get away from third and fourth because of the little incident that they had. I was second by about six or seven seconds. And just for no other reason than I was just trying to do my best laps possible instead of just relaxing with about three laps to go into that left-hander at the end of the straight. I did the old carry a little bit too much speed in and the car just doesn't want to turn right and you just keep going left and you keep going left <laughs> until you're in the grass. So threw away an easy second place there. But um, yeah, it, it was really frustrating. Like, And I know I sound whingy and I feel bad when I get on the mic in the in the races because I just want to have a chance of winning. And there's so many people that just don't want, well, they either don't care or they don't realize the impact of just trying to overtake all the time makes and, and how much it, how much time it loses you. And it just, yeah, sometimes I'm like, come on, like I, I don't even, and the worst one, the worst one is when you go, okay, well, this guy wants to lead, fine. I'm going to sit behind him <laughs> and just let's catch up. And then they assume you're going to overtake them. So they take defensive lines and you're like, man, I'm not even trying to attack you. I just want to drive behind. It's uh, on, it's very mate. painful. It's racing. So, oh. I assume everyone's going to be diving down the inside. From so, yeah. So as much as I really enjoy Snedden, that was basically uh, basically the week of officials. And then I, I did SNL, which um, I thought all my, my Snedden luck was coming back. Last time we were at the Snedden 300 again, pretty low participation field. And there was quite a few incidents, and I managed to get a fourth place, which just blew my mind at the time back then uh, to get a, a fourth place in, in that kind of field. Um, and it was happening again. You know, I, I qualified okay, ninth. I think I was car 10, so qualified ninth wasn't too bad. Um, I was sort of just hanging on to the back of the little pack I was with. We weren't too far off the leaders, never quick enough to be with the leaders, but you know, sort of hanging around um, not too far back. And then there was an incident that I managed to get through unscathed, which caught me back up to third and fourth and put me right on the tail of them. And I, I sat behind them for a lap and they were fighting pretty a little bit, um, uh, which was slowing them down. Um, and then as they went into the turn two sort of hairpin uh, section, they just were so slow. Um, and I got right out of the gas and was basically rolling for the whole corner um, and, uh, one of the guys who, ironically, I hit our Hockenheim ring. So in the end, it kind of ends up being a little bit even. I, we're we're, we're uh, one and one now for, for accidentally taking each other out. Just didn't obviously realize that they were going to carry so little uh, 
so little um, speed through and, and hit my rear and spun me around. I must admit, I was pretty impressed with my flick spin because they're really hard to do in the skippy. <laughs> and I thought I nailed that. Uh, and credit to, to Mitchell, he, he waited as well. Unfortunately for him, he probably shouldn't have waited on the racing line and ended up getting himself cleaned up a little bit as well. But credit to him for redressing. I was the first person I've had redress in an official race for a very, very long time. Um, and yeah, so I ended up back in ninth when I could have been fighting for a chance at a podium, which would have been pretty cool. But yeah, it's just I, I've, it's just one of those seasons at the moment where it's just like whenever there seems to be a glimmer of hope of something going right, either I make a silly, uncharacteristic mistake <laughs> Or, or something like that happens. But it was, it was a fun race, nevertheless. There you go. So it was it's fun. Look, as much as Snedden gets gets crap from everyone, it's a, it's a good fun track. I, I, I've enjoyed it this week, but I want to hear Mr. McKellar's thoughts on what, what he's been racing. Well, I was going to say that, that, that I'm not typically a massive fan of, of Snedden, but um, I did enjoy the 200 layer. I uh, enjoyed practicing there, and then the racing there was good. Uh, I had similar uh, plans to you, Braden, of doing uh, the Aussie car and then doing a few officials on the uh, on the weekend. But then I ended up I only ended up doing the sole official, and I'm I'm starting to become a big fan of when you go right, put the cue in the rack, and walk away, <laughs> and maybe come back another time. So I had a um, I had a really good race uh, with a new fellow I hadn't raced with before, a Japanese fellow Kazuki Igarashi, and um, he he's gone. He did about a. He was like did a, a Sam Devantia run at um, at Snedded and did about fifty thousand races. And um, uh, he he was up. He ended up. I thought I was hoping even that he'd turn up for SNL because he got his I rating over four K this week, and uh, he was good to race with. And just that that section that you were describing, you know, that it's it's the final sector and a half, very unique corners down into the, the, the tight right-hander, then through that final section after the bomb hole, Corum into um, into Murray's at the end there. You know, it, it's just a fantastic section. I've really come to enjoy it after racing it this season. But then, you know, we were coming in for the win and I saw the strategy play out quite a number of times in the racing that I was watching during the week and, and some that we'd done. That really, when it comes down to that final sector or so, you've got the inside run around the the sweeping left as you're trying to set up the tight right. And if you're on the inside there, um, you, sure you're on the outside of the right hander, but the, the the really the momentum of the car is on the outside of that left hander at the end of the the big back straight is pushing you out to the right, which really cramps that right hand corner. And, and I think. I think the fact that that sausage curb is so deadly as well. If that hadn't has would if that wasn't such a big sausage curb, you probably could take that inside line and carry enough speed through. But knowing yeah. that if you hit that, your race is over, uh, really means that that outside person can just continue and carry around the outside. Yeah, exactly right. So you know, for mine, I set up on the inside there, and I made sure I left a car width on the inside in case he made it. But he just the the number of times, and we did it in practice that practice race that we did with the. You got Neil, and he just backed right out because he just couldn't, you know, just you you, no, you just can't. Although I have seen it done, and we'll yeah. talk about that in the SNL race as well. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, look, I left him enough room on the inside, got through and took the win. And I said, All right, that's it, I'm done. I got a little bit of I rating. It wasn't a massive soft, it was only about 2,500 or something for a, a weekend afternoon. And uh, 
And that was about it, other than Aussie Car, which was great, and then SNL, which, of course, we had the big week last week, and then uh, they kind of softened a bit this week. <laughs> but, you know. Back down to reality for this week. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Having said that, we still had, you know, a really strong turn up, obviously the strongest race of the week, and and uh, some good racing action, which they always do. And all, uh, the thing I always say about when the softs are a little bit uh, lower, I mean, when I say lower, it's still about 4K. Um, is you get to see some of the folks that are pushing really hard to get in there and can't necessarily get there the other other time, and um, they get a bit of airtime and and it's good, you know. I um, Bernie and I, when we started doing it back on on Double R TV, we used to always talk about maybe doing broadcasting second split, just maybe once every season or so, just to give those folks who you know, really aspire to, to be in there and can't necessarily always make it, uh, give their, their time in the spotlight. So we never actually did it, but certainly a night like uh, Sunday Just Gone gives some some of the folks that are there each and every week don't necessarily get their shot at it uh, some time in the sun. So I enjoy it for that reason as well. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll move away from skips first because we'll get back to them in a sec because we've got heaps more skips to talk about, but... As far as I'm concerned, I did a few officials this week, but that's that's another thing. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, we had Ansgar. That was that was my big thing. I also I'm trying to get to A in um, in ovals at the moment. So I'm, I'm in B. I'm above three I've just got to get the MPR up, and I'm instead of dedicating myself, it's really hard for me to get enough time to commit to an actual full race. And generally, they're pretty deadly with with the ping. Um, unfortunately, when you're racing that close to each other. So I decided to, to – I'm going to do the time trials to get there. So we did Martinsville, and I, I did the time trial in that. Didn't hit a hit a wall, did like 29, 30 laps, had some really good pace there and, and got one under my belt. So hopefully I continue that on for the rest of the season. We get eight at the end of the season. We can um, start doing the, the full – new next-gen cup cars, which will be the current-gen cup cars, I guess, by the time I get there. <laughs> don't, um, underrate, don't underrate time trials. I, oh. I've done I, – I did a full season of a couple a little while ago, and the skips historically, uh, just going back to there for a second, have been incredibly competitive in the, in the time trials. Like you get these big names. Some of them don't even race. Yep. You just put on these times that you just think, how on earth are they driving the same <laughs> car, right? And it, again, it's softened a bit uh, in recent times, but there's still some really quick guys. And for me, someone like me, who obviously in a unique position, I don't get to race SNL. I've got the IR to get in there, but I'm doing the broadcast. Every now and then I pop in, in there and I just sort of try and measure myself. I was stoked this week at Snedderton. I got um, fourth overall in terms of uh, fastest lap time, you know, ahead of Julian O'Fray even. So for me, you know, it's, it's nice to get out and measure yourself every now and then. Uh, and of course, a good way to get the NPR up as well. Yeah, definitely. So I'm looking forward to doing that a bit more. And, and it's lining up with the last couple of weeks of Anscar, so it's sort of helping with that. I'm doing enough practice for Anscar and, and showing it in the time trial. But back to Anscar for a sec. We did, we went to Martinsville this week, so very tight track, very little banking, very short track. Um, the whole idea is don't get in trouble, keep the car <laughs> straight, and and get to the end now. The Can I say, was... after watching some of the broadcast and some of your stream, that's clearly easier said than done. It is. So <laughs> with with Anne's car, with the Thunder Series, with all their series, it's a 17X limit. Um, 12X gets you a drive-through. Now, I think first couple laps, I, I 
span car spun in front of me. I'm getting there. I'm just going to cruise to my right to avoid it. Um, old mate, one of the West brothers is there on my on my side door. I didn't realise and just pushed into him, um, pushed him offline. We got a four X from that. No, no damage to car. No, no one got it. It was just it happened to be a four X. So, you know, a couple laps in, we've already got a four X on the board. Um, showing okay pace in practice. I was actually showing pretty good pace as well, but um, just cruise to the back and just let everyone go, and that's what that's what the goal was. And um, not long after, there was about ten or eleven cautions in 112 laps or anything, and we're talking 20 seconds a lap. So um... I, I, I was worried after about the first four or five cautions that you might still be racing now when we're recording. Yeah, it, it was looking been. like a long night. It was going to be a very long night, but then. Uh, two cautions later, I think it was, it was early again. Um, car spun on the inside or outside, and I was just using the outside line to get away from the cars. And uh, the, the caution just happened to have the cars stop on the outside of the track this time, pulled on the brakes, and couldn't quite get there. The other West brother in the rear gets myself an 8x. Um, cruising around, I'm like, you know, more than 70% of the track race to go, and I'm already on one more 4x, and I'm in the pits. And Guru's around four Timmy's racing with me. He got a drive through already at this stage, so or, or not long after it, he he went through and and got his got a lap down or more uh, because of that. Uh, I lost a lap because of just we had a caution a caution free area, and I got caught up in some stuff, got dropped back, and and got overtaken. So I went a lap down there. Um, then the big crash happened, blocked the track. There's nowhere <laughs> to go. I've come around the corner. I'm like, okay, stop. I'm not moving. I'm not getting an X here. I'm not moving until this gets cleared up and we can go. Um, then Scott Griffiths in front of me just decides he can't go anywhere. He's in a hurry. So he reverses back and back straight into me. After about sitting there for about, I reckon, what felt like a, a minute or two, but it was actually like you know, 10, 15 seconds. Straight back into me, there's, a, there's another 4X. Uh, so we've got a drive through. Um, can't do it till the caution finishes. So the caution goes, pull in. Just as I pull in, there's another caution. So I'm sitting here driving through. I'm like, oh, no, am I going to have to do this again? Is this under caution? But it, luckily, I just got in just on green. So it counted. Come back out. Two cars get past me for the second lap down. So then I'll get pushed all the way to the back of the field again and then keep racing. Um, two laps down, watching everyone in front of me, slowly just missing lucky dogs every time. Um, sitting on 12X. So at this stage, one more crash and then... A bump of a wall that's supposed to be disqualified i'm like i can't do this meanwhile tim's ends up getting disqualified just before the end in a restart he was down to, he's up to 16x and concertina on the on the restart and he just got his x and that was the end of him with about 10 to go or 12 to go he was going really well he got himself yeah. back on the lead lap and yeah was going to push for it for a top 10 easy so that was a shame but um and he had pace but then Got to the end. I didn't hadn't stopped, hadn't done anything. I'm just sitting here, just pacing around, just trying to stay out of trouble. Um, get the lucky dog finally, but then it's green white checker. So that's the end of the race. We've got three to go. Um, can't go anywhere. I'm a lap off the lead, three laps behind. I can't overtake anyone. Actually, I think someone just come back to me actually, and I thought I could get a run on him, but I couldn't quite get a run on him. I just got um, caught up on the last corner. Um, yeah, Norman Clark was dropped back a lap down, and uh, we had a bit of a battle to the end, but end up fifteenth. And I said, I said it was I saw him, uh, to Carl last on Sunday night during Sunday Night Lights. It was a really weird experience because I was massively disappointed. Right, I had pace, I stayed out of trouble, and I end up fifteenth. Where last week I was so happy and I got nineteenth, and it's like 
I, I can see how much of an idiot I sound like when I'm saying this, but it was this last week I didn't have the potential. I don't think I had any, I couldn't have gone any better than 19th and I was really weird happy with 19th. But this week it was like, well, if I didn't get that hit and I didn't go that lap down, I could have got my lap back and I would have been on the lead lap in Martinsville after 112 laps and could have been right in there with the shot of top 10. And um, that's where the disappointing part of it comes in and just being frustrated with, you know, probably two of the accidents was was just me not reacting quick enough and, and not knowing what was around me, but the third one was the, the killer. So, But I'd already made the, put myself in that position where that was going to be a problem then. But otherwise, good result. I think I'm sitting 17th in the championship with one race to go, three two points away from uh, the next spot, and then another five, uh, three points, so five points ahead of, uh, I think it's fifth, up behind 15th. So there's a chance there. I've just got to finish ahead of a few people. And uh, Phoenix and could get top 15 but uh, my full marks for full marks for perseverance too just quietly and um i did i I did have to have a chuckle at the reversing india thing i mean (laughs) what 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 can can you do right you've done it and it's not like you were right on his tail either like there was (laughs) you know (laughs) i left as much room as i could uh it look in hindsight i probably should just reverse right back and just you know and and gone around or cleared it clear or something or other but you know, mate, I, I think you're hard on yourself. You, yeah. There was that much room. You, you didn't have to do anything. Mate. He, he could have reversed out and still got away, honestly. And, you know, yeah. these things happen, but, you know, yeah. what do you do? Anyway, and it just happens to be he's the one that's, um, I think, five points ahead of me on the table too now. So. <laughs> anyway, it's the way. It's all good. Uh, so, yeah, that's Anne's car. Last round, pretty excited about that. Um, because it's the last round, I'll tell you now, we're going to move the podcast to Wednesday night quickly. So I can actually play soccer on a Tuesday night, but also so we can catch all the news that iRacing drops straight after we drop the podcast. So <laughs> you'll get it on a Thursday at this stage uh, after this week. So that's happening. SNL. I did a couple practice races this week. Like you guys said, it was it's good when Aussie Car lines up with officials. So my practice for Aussie Car was to do some races in the officials. I did two races on Thursday morning. I had a... Both top split, um, one was of two anyway. One was a strength of field of uh, just under 1,800 and uh, got seventh. And the other one was a strength of field of uh, just over 2,500 and I got seventh. So nice and consistent. Um, the, the lowest strength of field run was a fifth field of 15. The highest strength of field was a field of 12. Couldn't have got more different races. Um, the first one, which was the low strength of field, um, Qualified high, not too bad. Um, raced around was was that part of? I, I always felt like I could have, I, I could have gone gone ahead of some people, could have overtaken, but they were like being silly, so I just let them go past it behind them, let them make the mistake. But as they made the mistake, they checked me up, and then let the people who we'd just broken away from catch up to me and then get overtake me. It seemed like every time I got past someone, it was like that road Atlanta week where I said. Every every time I got past someone or let someone pass me, they checked me up and then I'd, I'd let two cars pass me again and it just kept on going all race and I didn't make any mistakes as far as I can remember. Just all the way around, had a big, bit of a fight at the end with, with a guy. I couldn't quite get the 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 run across the line on him uh, to finish, like I said, seventh, but potential of could have been a lot better. Um, the second one, though, I was well outclassed. I was car 11 of 12, uh, didn't qualify, I think started 11th and 
but from straight from the start, they're a second quicker. Everyone on the track is a second quicker than me, uh, except for two guys behind me who are battling, and I leave them behind pretty quickly because they're battling, and I'm, I'm slightly quicker than them. And two car, couple cars crash up front. That's about the only inter- interesting thing that happens. And I finish seventh, as I said, 10 seconds away from sixth and a good almost a minute ahead of the people behind me. So <laughs> that was the story of the whole race. It was just me sitting there doing laps going, oh, is anything going to happen here? Can I, can I tell you, the, the, those low strength of fields on low participation weeks where everyone's in together, it's a single, single race, single split, they're, I don't know, there's something about them. They're very unique. You've literally yeah. got everyone who signed up. You've got everyone from the 7K I-rater down to the, the 700 I-rater in there, and nobody's racing the same race, right? So you're <laughs> literally on in this, on the same track at the same time, but you're not racing in the same race, right? No, that's that's no. what it is. But honestly, the, the risk versus reward in those is oh, yeah. is amazing. So say you're car number 10 and you finish second, you get this incredible amount of I-rating, right? But um, and if even if you're car number one and you and you win the race like you're expected to because it's a it is what it is, you get more I, I rating typically than you would expect for that strength of field. However, you lose two spots and suddenly uh, you you know we used to call them we used to call them Sammy Softs. There's this bloke Sammy Toykala. He's a Finnish bloke. Used to race a lot of skips. Used to do a lot of SNL. Part of the community. He's a really good fella. And. I remember racing midweek in a Samisoff with him. I just have that's how I met him. We were racing at um oh one of the American tracks where they take uh oh which one is it's not mid Ohio, it's the anyway, whichever. And um we had this great battle and I'm saying, Who's this fellow? I've never met him before. His eye rating's like twelve hundred and he's blindingly fast and he wins it all the rest of it. But that's how he he I don't know, he just enjoyed racing, right? But the the thing was, he'd rock up for, say, VIR race midweek where there's literally 10 cars signed up for the whole thing. And his I rating might have been, I don't know, 2,500. Mine was 4K. I come second and lose like five I rating, you know, <laughs> just because of the nature of the thing, right? So the real risk is signing up for something like that. If you've got a really high I rating and you don't win that thing, yeah, you, may, you may as well not turn up. And that I think... That's how these low participation weeks compound a bit because the, the, the people that would normally race go, well, you know what, I'm, it's just not worth andying up for a race like that because, yeah, you bomb out, you bomb out hard sort of thing. And yet the, the reward for people that do well in that is often more than you would expect. So it's, it's a really interesting scenario in a low participation week. Yeah, I really don't mind. I've obviously got a, a mediocre to low I rating at the moment. So like you said, going into them, I'm, I'm batting a bit above my average because I've, I've, you know, been doing leagues for so long and don't haven't been doing officials so when you go in on a low one and i expect myself to go better like that first first race i expected to come you know top four top five uh really top probably podium um but yeah obviously things didn't go my way but then you rock into this next one and i've got like benji in here 6700 uh mike was in there for four almost four and a half thousand you got leo um, in there for forty uh, four and a half thousand. You've got Mark Lay in there for almost three thousand. Um, there's a uh, Nagayo uh, for twenty six hundred and Tom Maines for twenty five hundred. That's who finished ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I mean, what do I you do? do with that? <laughs> like I say, you, you you're on the track at the same time, but you're in a different race yeah, at that I'm point, right? I'm expecting to finish tenth or better. So when I finished seventh, because two people crashed out, I'm like, yep, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all I was going to do. <laughs> Yeah, and look, um, I rating at the end of the day is a matchmaking system, but it can it can only do so much, right? Yeah, even exactly. on a 
uh, on the Sunday night where we get some of the really good guys come out, there's still even in you know when you, we've had you know eight ten splits uh, in really big weeks with free tracks and all the rest of it. Even when it's you've got that many to choose from and it sorts them all out, you're still going to have a, a reasonable disparity between the top and middle and the and the and the back end of the field. Uh, and it's just exaggerated so much. It's a really unique sort of period, but uh, doesn't appeal to everyone, obviously. And even sometimes, like you, you, the difference between being the last car in a split and the first car in a split, it yeah. could be from you having a really big fight and having a really interesting race to winning the race by fifteen seconds <laughs> just by that one position. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. So, how uh, um So we did Sunday Night Lights. We'll go on to that now. Um, uh, had an interesting one, a very similar race to that last one I talked about, except for, so I qualified, I think, what did I qualify, fourth or something like that? I can't remember. It was something something pretty good. Fourth or fifth. Felt like, you know, I just got to stay at the front here. You guys are making fun of me saying I'm going to win and all this other <laughs> stuff and <laughs> making me feel stupid and all that kind of stuff. But it's nothing it's that, you know, I've had good results at before and, you know, I've had some practice there. I've had some coaching there and, you know, that's, it's, for no reason, it just seems to be a good track that suits me. So, you know, going into SNL and, and finishing, starting in third split, got Carl with you in here as well. So that made me nervous because, like, I've just got to beat Carl. <laughs> if, if Carl beats me, I'm out. That's it. I'm never racing again. Um, get away. And, and instead of so – I, I practised – what I practised was this week, leaving pit lane because Snedden's really good where – the start-finish line and the pit lane exit are pretty similar. So if you leave from pit lane, you're pretty much hitting the, the first corner at the same pace as you would for, for a start. And that's what I don't practice enough is that start to first corner. And I, I break too early, I break too late. This time I practice that a bit. And, and knowing that I could almost go full pelt with that right-hander from the from start-finish line helped me out no end because in Aussie car, I actually braked pretty heavily, lost about three or four positions and then, that compounds into, into the next corner, the next corner. Um, then you've just got people overtaking you down the straight. But this time I pushed hard, stayed on line, had a guy sort of half lose it into turn three there, turn three, four to come onto the straight. And I've sort of gone wide, but held it, didn't get hit by him, all that kind of stuff, got on the straight, uh, went down the straight. I think we did a lap or two. And then the front two, like and sitting fourth, we, we've sort of lost the fifth. Not by March, but he's hanging around. But me and our third are there, and then first and second are probably half a second in front of that. They come into the last corner, and they end up on top of each other. And we all check up. We all get wide, and we get past. That's fine. We're all there. They're swearing at each other. I said, I've never, to Braden, I've never heard so much swearing in, a, in an official in a long time. Um, but they were, you know, having a crack. And then uh, got down to turn three, four again. And it was funny. It was must have been corner two because I said to Braden in my um, qualifying lap, I put the foot down too hard and the tail flicked out and I lost all my momentum, um, even though I thought the tyres were warm enough. But then so knowing that going into that corner in behind this guy, I'm like, just don't put the foot down so hard. But he's done it. And I could see the, the car flick. I'm like, I've got it. I'm in front of him by the end of this straight here. And lo and behold, got the momentum, got down the side of him, took it. Broke the draft, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting here three or four, three laps in. And I'm like, I've just broken the draft. I'm in first. What do I do? <laughs> like, Fuck. Just drive. Just drive. What do I do? <laughs> that was the problem. I'm just driving, driving, driving. But then uh, Nino 
came up past and you'd see him slowly catching me. I'm watching the, the relative and I'm like, oh, here he is, he's on me. I got about three laps in front before he's caught me. He's taken me pretty easily down the straight. I didn't fight for it, but because my idea was, okay, if I can't get first, I get second. Let him pass me, get the draft. We break the guys behind. And if something happens to him, cool. If nothing happens to him, he's a better driver than me. So second's fine. Just don't make any mistakes. Sat with him for about three laps. And then it was just, I made a mistake and lost the draft and, and then that was the end of it. But then me and third were about two and a half seconds at this stage, and it was going back and forth. I'd have a good lap. He'd have a good lap. So then I was watching that the whole way through, and then a bit over halfway, pulled out three seconds, then three and a half seconds, and I'm like, I've got this. That's fine. Nino's going well in front. He's a second lap quicker than me. There it goes. And then I had this weird moment with three to go, and I'm like, okay, slow down. Just take it easy. No mistakes. Lose the second lap, I don't care. You've got this, and I went quicker. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I, I don't drive very smooth, so all of a sudden, I started smoothing up my ins and outs, taking a lot more time, not uh, breaking a little bit later, getting in, and I shaved half a second off my my time. And all of a sudden, I'm 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 only a half a second to three tenths away from laps that Nino's doing, and then I'm putting even more gap on the guy behind me, and I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. So and then did my fastest lap of the race in the last lap, and got second as as some of you may know so it was a very weird race and and nervous the whole way through because like like you know i haven't been up there before and also the fact that it actually felt good because i've known i've got the pace but i actually proved i got the pace like it wasn't that you know half the field crashed out or anything like that it was two guys crashed out i probably had them for pace i don't know but um, well, at the end of the lap, I definitely had the pace, and we, we would have been at least fighting for it. But um, yeah. Mate, there's a couple of things I like. About, a couple of things I like about that is the really good tip uh, practice from the start to the first corner, um, and, and taking the time to do that is very worthwhile. The investment of the fact that you, well, it's going to sound funny in your own head during the race, like you, <laughs> you you're thinking about 100%. things. I told Stream, just talk to yourselves. I'm not, I'm not with you but, guys at the moment. But the, I'm here but with the me. thing is, the thing is, right? Um, there'll come a time where the muscle memory's all there, right? The yeah. the inputs are sorted. The you know, and and it's when you get to know the track and the car so well that it's it just happens. It's like any sport, right? And that's where you the the higher level thinking becomes available to you, so that in the middle of a race you can think strategy, you can think, what do I need to do? You've got the mental capacity available to you because you're not worried about the inputs and all this sort of stuff. Um, and you know, for you to have that opportunity to be doing that means the progress is happening, and and you're, you're getting there. And then you know, sometimes you can get too much in your head and it'll bring you undone. But it sounds like it went really well for you, mate. And, and can I say the third thing? ADI rating, nothing to sneeze at there, mate. Yeah. So between the three races, I picked up about 130 I rating um, between the three officials this week, which was nice. Really good. Nice. Uh, it's about 400 more than I've probably gained in the last four weeks. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for you, especially the sitting in channel listening to it. And um, <laughs> yeah, we had we had Carl had a pretty good battle. He was in there chatting with us and sort of definitely felt out of his depth being in third split, but um, had a bit of fun trying to hang around. Had no wing for, like, the whole race, and he's sitting there going, this car doesn't feel right. This car doesn't feel right. And um, lost it in the last corner to get 11th. But, yeah, look, it was – I I just – I definitely felt like I was going to 
you know, overthink it and do that kind of stuff. But it was like, like you said, I've done enough laps around Senate now. I think that second race, the second official, where I, it was just me doing laps helped out. Um, zero X for an SNL as well, coming second as well. So, um, you know, just put the car in the right spot each every time. And I finally felt like I got corner three right and the last quarter right with the last three, four laps of the race. And that was, you know, I'll never do it again now. So, <laughs> anyway. I only need to do it once, mate. That's all. It's like the it's like the golf shot. You go out for five hours or however long it takes for a golf round. It's that one shot that you hit off the tee that goes straight. Yeah, I'll come back and do this again yeah, sometime. Yeah. yeah, have another crack for sure. Uh, so let's get into Aussie car, I guess. Now, Braden, we'll yeah. start with you, I guess. You, you didn't have a very good qualifying and for all the reasons that you talked about last week. Um well, that and other reasons, the, trying to be on the phone or the trying to organise an insurance claim for my destroyed 300, every panel on my car destroyed by hail during the day. So it didn't start off as a great day. <laughs> no, so, so for those counting, that is, yes, two of the three podcast hosts have had their cars destroyed by <laughs> hail. Don't jinx me. Don't <laughs> jinx me. Like, I feel for you, blokes, so just don't do it to me. The, the funniest part was he's in the Discord joking about, oh, here, I, I'm a Wilco showing photos of this storm that's rolled in through Adelaide. <laughs> I did do that, And I'm yeah. like, that looks way worse than anything I have shared with any of you guys ever. That is significant. And then all of a sudden we get these shots of hail and then I'm like, oh, okay, it looked like little stuff. And I'm seeing like, it looked like snow. It was that, it's that, you know, all piled up stuff. And then, yeah, the, the photo of the car really hurt. because I knew Mate, that chart, that chart with the colours to denote how how yeah. heavy it was, it, it was right up the end. Like there was, yeah, was no blind. darker colour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. So, yeah, pretty much every panel on the, the old WRX has got some kind of hail damage on it. So, yeah, so it started off as one, I already don't like getting into... Aussie car early anyway. I normally just jump in the last sort of 20, 25 minutes. But this week, obviously, being open qualifying, ideally, I probably should have gone in <laughs> slightly early. Um, uh, but I didn't. Had about 15 minutes to try and put a lap together, um, which I didn't do a very good job of either, which probably didn't help. I definitely had some more time, even in the 15 minutes I had that I could have put it a little bit higher. But I think I qualified like 11th or you know, something like that. Um yeah, the race was okay. Got a pretty good start. Made some places early. Um, the leaders kind of got away. It was just starting too far back, unfortunately, um, which made that difficult. Um, we're sort of there or thereabouts that um, sort of, I think it was probably fifth, I think fifth, sixth, seventh sort of sort of battle. Um, managed to get up to fifth. And uh, I'm not sure on Doyle's friend for the next couple of weeks because he got me on the last <laughs> lap of both races. Uh, which is which is pretty annoying. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't for whatever reason I don't remember too much of race one. Um, but race two was was a really fun race. Um, with uh, myself, Ben, Chasty, and AJ basically together for a, a fair bunch of it. Um, after the pit stops and things shook out, managed to tag back onto the back of them. Um, I felt like I had okay pace. Um, and it was kind of well ended up being really good like in snl i think my best lap ended up being a 20.1 which i was like stoked with i didn't think i'd get anywhere close to the 19s that some of the guys were doing um at the end of the snl race but managed to get a 20.1 so like i I definitely had decent speed and yeah it all basically i guess you could skip half the race and come down to the back straight (laughs) where um it was basically 
I was the last car in the train, but probably got the best run out of the hairpin. Uh, well, I don't even know what you call that sort of first hairpinny thing. Um, got a good run. Uh, went to the inside to get the draft. Ben tried to sort of scoot over to give AJ the draft. Um, and then obviously I got the side draft from AJ and then Ben came back over to make sure I couldn't get any further <laughs> further up. Um, and yeah, basically me and AJ, I honestly didn't even realize, well, we didn't touch. It was, it was a hundred, like completely net code, but he sort of started spinning. And as he started spinning, all of a sudden I started spinning and I thought he just lost the rear. But what it looks like is a good sort of foot net code where um, my side has sort of turned him, which has turned me. And then he sort of obviously washed out a bit into Chasty and Chasty got a big slowdown. And the big beneficiary from that was Sean Doyle, who was like two and a half seconds back, who comes in and steals the podium from me. And I still can't get a bloody podium. So <laughs> so I ended up fourth in that race. So it, it was a super fun race. And it was just a really disappointing way for it to end because I, I, I imagine if we had have managed to get through that, at least that first part of that corner unscathed, it would have been a bloody tough uh, run to the line. And I actually think I was in a pretty good position because like you said, Chasty was on that inside. He would have had to check up a big time to make it through that corner. AJ probably would have had to as well. And I think I would have been able to sweep around the outside and maybe possibly pick up a second place behind Ben. Uh, but it wasn't to be, unfortunately. But I, I was I was really happy with myself for putting myself in that position because, you know, previous me probably would have lifted on the straight and tucked in behind and just settled for whatever it was. But I was I was glad that I, I made the, the conscious choice to, to have a crack, so... So, McKellar, can you shed any light? So, AJ broke the draft right in that race. He had a, a probably a second, second and a half, maybe almost two seconds lead. What happened in the pit stops? Did he just oh, take it too easy going in, or or too? Easy nah, going man, out? just uh, just roll the dice, roll the dice with the pit stops. We've seen it happen a few times. Where, look, I I, I practice my pit stops, um, yeah. and. I can tell you during the week, uh, and say, for example, you come in, you do a seven-liter tank, and then you might do a four-liter tank or whatever it is, right, simulator race. And I can tell you that um, a good pit stop, uh, just taking four liters of fuel is about nine seconds, a good one, right? A number of times, uh, and it takes, you know, the same time for fuels and time, whatever it is, right? number of times it takes like 10 or 11 seconds in a race is ridiculous. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know what it is, mate. It's it's a you strange one. Roll the dice. Okay. So yeah, you, yeah, that's all it was. I, I felt like even with his – he had enough of a lead that even if it was a bad one, it, he would have still come out a second ahead, but it just seemed like he came out and had lost everything that he just – So frustrating. So frustrating when it happens, you know. Um, yeah. he, he, he took it well. Like, he did, you know, he was a little bit blue at the time, but uh, I, I think he was all right. It is frustrating, but I, I do like that there's that still that random element because ideally, whenever a driver drives into the pits in real life, you don't know what you're going to get, whether a wheel nut's going to get stuck, yep. you know, your, your pit crew's going to fall over. I don't know. You, you just don't know what's going to happen. So I, I don't yeah, mind absolutely. that RNG element being in there, but when it gets you, it really sucks. <laughs> it's great <laughs> it when it happens is. to someone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah 100%, 100 <laughs> it was just, it seemed to be like everyone else got a great one and he got a bad one. Like it wasn't like that anyone else got a bad one either. So yeah, yeah it was just one of those things. So yeah, yeah. Is that it, Braden? Is that all you got for you for your race? Yeah, just um, I guess the, I did feel a bit for Chasty. Uh, oh, in a yeah. in a sense, not 
you know, in a sense, not because he just had all the luck a couple of seasons ago, but <laughs> no, no, uh, just because he was kind of an innocent bystander in that. And because he got bumped down to the grass, he got the massive two and a half second slowdown, which, you know, if we were racing in real life, race stewards would look at and go, hey, you got knocked over. You don't need to serve any penalty, drive yeah. on, play on. Uh, but obviously in iRacing, you can't necessarily do that. So uh, he, he was probably the, the loser from that. Oh, yeah, I, I I drew the, the comparison between that at Red Bull when it was three three wide into the corner and the incident happened. Um, you know, th- three wide there, it's it's tough because the person on the outside doesn't know necessarily that it's three wide yeah. uh, until very late. Um, the other thing, it was interesting. I'll be interested in, in you guys' insights because obviously we're not in the same Discord on a night. James appeared to be really different in how he raced uh, this week. He was far more like James a couple of seasons ago before he won where he was going for a lot more overtakes in different opportunities where, the, you know, I, I think back to the season that he won and perhaps the season leading into that, he was going less for the 50-50s and sort of yeah. waiting for more the 80-20 opportunities, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, was that the case? I don't know if it was a conscious decision. I know he sort of mentioned that that he does feel a lot less pressure now that he's got that championship under his belt and he feels like he probably can fight a little bit more. I'll give you some insight. There's a good chance I might not make the next two rounds or if I do, I probably won't be getting any qualifying in. So he won't be worrying about the uh, team's championship so much. So if you think he's been fighting lately, he's probably going to fight a little bit more. But yeah. The the reason I mentioned it too is because obviously uh, my race two was a write-off and you know, I, um, race one. Look, look my racing um, qualified P three in the first, uh, the first one, uh, ran around and and finished P three in the end. And it was evident that the racing was very different uh, in the in the front pack straight away. Um, uh, just I, based I, on I that, just it was, was yeah. Add some stuff on Chasty. Hmm. It is the end of the Scop season, right? Like he's been focused pretty heavily on Scop. There was a race, obviously, on the weekend. It was a low turnout, so he he was in first split anyway. He had, he had that obviously on his mind, but it's the end of the season. I think that's a huge takes up a huge section of his um, thought process every week, no matter what. And now we're sort of at the tail end of that. He, he's sort of letting that go on a bit, and he can focus a bit more on this. Just yeah, fair not, enough not, too. Not, like... by, not by knowing he's doing it, it's just because he's got more more actual mental capacity because he's not stressing yeah. about stops so much so and don't get me wrong it's it's not a criticism uh, at all it's it was just a discernible difference mm-hmm. and the reason i mention it is mainly because of race two so I, I, race one i qualified third finished third um not really in it uh at to a degree like it was more like the bell isle round where i was just sort of uh, watching from third at the end there come race two did the stupid jump start thing again, go on the red light instead of the green light, well played. Um, and then I learned something. I didn't know that if you take service in that penalty that you actually serve the full time of the penalty you're given, whereas if you – so I was, I was taking fuel and that so that I – because I had to stop again because I didn't have enough fuel. Um, so I thought, oh, well, I'll shorten the time next time around, I'll take fuel and that this time. Um, but apparently if you don't take service, it becomes a stop go instead of like a – I think I had a 35-second stop and hold. Uh, so, yeah, that, that they mentioned that in the broadcast, and I didn't know that. So there's a public service announcement for folks like me who, who do that from time to time. Um, so I'm out of it, and I had to pit stop twice. I think I finished 20-something, 19, 20, whatever it was. But, you know, I, I had the benefit of listening to how everyone else is going, and I know, and that's you, you would have seen Ben at 
practice last night, Braden. There's a, <laughs> yes. there's, there's a, there's a oh, reason yeah. for that. I, I saw him. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a reason for that, right? He had no, um, no legs under him for this week, and he was um, by his own admission and by his own standards, like right off the pace that he qualified. Sorry, he qualified where he where his pace yeah, was, was pretty like much eighth or seventh. seventh or yeah, yeah, seventh. I mean, he was on the back of the front pack, the front couple by sort of halfway through the first lap, and that was his goal. He said, "Look, I, can, I know I can race those first bits well, uh, and I need to get there forward. Otherwise, they're just going to drive away from me, right?" But the interesting thing towards the end there, the reason really why Ben was in that fight, so to speak, there's a difference between being on the back of the pack and being in the fight, right? was because of all the battling that went on. Now, part of it was AJ's pit stop, as we mentioned. The other part of it that saw him not only at the front but pretty comfortably at the front, albeit within draft, was all that battling. And we talk about it week in and week out. And I know it would have frustrated me no end to think that I, I had pace on Ben on the night, which doesn't happen every week. It happens some weeks. Uh, most weeks he's got the number on me. But then with all that that battling going on, that really brought him back into it. And that's where he's strong too in that racing part of things, right? So really interesting to think about. And if um, those strategies are are there and that's how racing is going to be, it's really going to mix it up, honestly. And, um, and you know, if if we're going to up the tempo a bit there, you know, maybe the gaps aren't all if we're on those 50-50s. Maybe you don't make room so often and maybe there's more incidents at the front. Not that we want to see You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There, oh, there was one in, one time there where James went up the inside of me in, I think it was in race one, oh, it must have been race one, I wasn't in it, race two, um, and he apologised for the contact going through. And I looked at it on the replay and I thought, well, you know what, the, he's he's forced the gap there. And if you do that in an official, for example, the people don't, people a lot of people just don't make the gap and, and, they, and they crash into it. And like it was half on, but maybe later in, in the season the half-ons don't get, you know, uh, yeah, anyway, it's interesting. So it's, it's I guess, uh, interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. And it was just a noticeable difference to something that stood out that I was interested in. And, again, it's it's not a criticism. People can race, and if it'll be interesting to see what comes of that, if that continues, and how people, how the dynamic at the front, which has been really quite gentlemanly and cordial and, and all the rest of it. Now we've all got a championship under our belt and all the rest of it. Maybe the...
Yeah. So, so one pack has had this conversation going on for a little while. They know how each other speaks and acts and all the rest of it. The other ones had the same thing. You bring them two together, and maybe one speaking Chinese and one speaking <laughs> Arabic. You know, who knows, right? So, it's an interesting non-verbal conversation that's always love observing. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of Neil, I guess we'll, we'll we'll talk to talk about how I went. Um, once again, a very much like yourself, a story of two very different races and. Race one felt, I, I had pace again. I didn't qualify the best. It was like 15, 17, I can't remember, somewhere around there. But um, dropped back at the start again as, as I did. Broke too early for that first corner and, and just sort of was too timid. Um, watched a few people crash, get caught up in a few things. As the crashes happened, which then people had got past and put them behind me, got, got in front of me. Uh, Neil did his little flipsy and, and was facing the wrong way, reversing down the middle of the track. And um, I picked left. Luckily, he he just reversed perfectly straight, and and I, I got around him without any damage. But that then checked me up because I had to move over offline and slow down. And then the people who came down the inside got the run on me. So then I put them in front of me, and then I think one of them was the Brody Dennis um, McKenzie, McKenzie little group watching them fight like crazy people and then coming around the corner at corner three and finding them all three of them looking like they're on top of each other again um helped out there got back up to about 15th or 14th and a couple laps to go and i'm like this is what i want 14th is a pretty good spot i'll take this and then saw neil coming at me hard with about two laps to go uh got to me with a lap to go and made the conscious decision of i'm not going to cover the inside on the on the um, back straight here, he's got the run on me. He can have it. He's either he's that or he's going to go around the outside. Either way, I'll just let him. I'll pull him behind. We'll get this right, and I'll just nail the last corner, which I hadn't done all night. Um, got to that final corner. He went a bit too hard, went a bit wide, and I nailed it and got the run on him, got right up close, pulled out, then came up alongside him, but then drifted too far, so lost the side draft. And then pulled back over and almost took him out, but pulled over right next to him and got the side draft again and then crossed the line and went from 15th back to 14th and showed me ahead of him. And I'm like, yes. And in chat, I'm like, yeah, this is like really good. Like actually that it worked for once. And then by the time I did that, uh, I looked back up to it. I've almost crashed into one of the white knuckle cars because he stopped in the middle of the track. I don't even know if I'm on zero X at this stage and I've gone shooting off into the grass. And then I've looked back up and here's Neil Gardner in 14th and me in 15th. And I'm like, no, all that I lost by like it was a one hundredth of a second. So well, I racing or race labs thought like clicked me over, but then flicked me back as it realised that was actually the end of the race and not, we weren't still going. So I did I did the exact same thing on a run to the line in one of the officials I did where I tried to grab the side draft, but when you go onto that straight, um, as you get towards the pit, the corner turns to the right yeah. so i continued on straight and like you said he stayed close <laughs> to the wall and i went too wide and i ended up um, losing the side draft and it cost me a run to the line as well so i know how that feels yeah and like and I, I thought i'd like like you said i was thinking about car placement and i thought i'd, I'd nailed it i that was the first time i thought I, I i that and dennis hancock overtake back in mid ohio a couple weeks a couple weeks ago they were the two i thought i'd nailed both of these these setups and 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 um executions but 
wasn't to be, unfortunately, and um, the pain. And, and then realizing I'd somehow got a 4X, and I don't know where that came from because I ended up with 5X. But uh, obviously, I clipped someone somewhere netcode on the way past all these incidents that I went through. But then second race, nailed qualifying, 12th on the grid. But that then also put me in the position where I was out of, I felt out of my depth. It wasn't that I was out of my depth because I had the speed, but then fell out of my depth and um, cars around me, not slotting into spot. Nathan Verney kindly let me back in when I was definitely on the, the sweeping right hand or I was on the outside. But then doing that, that checked up behind, I think it was um, definitely Dennis Hancock and might have been uh, Farron Hancock's and they end up crashing out. Uh, but then... They're always next to, to each other, those two. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming on to turn one, just too busy thinking about keep with these guys, keep with these guys. You'll be you'll be with them in a sec. You'll be with you. You know you stay with them for these first few laps, and then everything will settle down. And forgot that I needed to slow down just that little bit extra because of the grip, and the tail just went out, and then I slid down the road and and just great grazed the nose off the front of the car and got back out, lapped. It was like doing five to six seconds off the pace at that stage. So I'm like, I'm just not not enjoyable. If I'm going to do that many laps, I'm just going to pull in if it's 15 20 30 40 seconds i'll just take it and i pulled in it was like two and a half minutes and i'm just like oh. no that hurts I'm, doesn't matter i'm out of it now i'll just take it and but then, I, um, I i remember sorry keep going no I was, what were you gonna say oh, i was gonna say i was harping back to the qualifying mate oh I, I remember sending you i don't know if you saw i sent yeah, you a pm in the race yeah yeah, yeah no, I just went, that was that was top effort, I thought, mate, to get up that way. I'm just sorry I didn't sort of carry through to the race. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, like I said, up to that point, I felt like that's the best I'd raced in a long time. You know, 17th to 15th in race one, almost got the 14th, you know, really put it on. Qualified 12th in race two and then got through the first lap almost unscathed and then, yeah, just a silly brain fade and, just yeah, lost it and then pitted and then, you know, went back out, <laughs> come back out in the straight from the pits and the whole front crew would just go past. I'm like, I'm not going to bother this. So I had to pit, uh, like standing in pit lane, letting everyone pass, found a gap, went out. And then they've all gone to pit and then they've all come out just as I'm going past again. And I've had the bloody pull over for them. So you can get this luck there. But um, luck with Russell Clark for the last two or three laps there. So Shows how much pace I had the, that I was just sitting in behind him, and he would have loved no that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say um, uh, maybe uh, it's it's quid pro quo, mate. You put the the yards in there, and it translates. To, I was just looking, 135 I rating this week in officials out of three races. There's nothing to sneeze at, right? Yeah. So, you know, I guess it's the good with the bad in some respects, but uh, Don't I think that the... much from Donington because I'm not going <laughs> to practice that. So. Well. I was going to say, do we quickly touch on what we think the racing is going to be like? Like last night, I know Alex, we jumped in and did the the race at the end of the practice session last night. Yeah, mate, it's it's Donington's a lot of fun, right? So if if the folks uh, who are racing this week in Aussie Car are listening, get in and 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 do some reps because uh, it is very much a, a drive by feel um, corner. There are a lot of uh, tracks. There are a lot of corners that are blind. The, the last corner. For example, <laughs> to get right, you 
there's no reference really. Oh, there's kind of, but the turning point and everything, it is all by feel. You may as well have a white cat, white cane and a seeing eye dog out there to, to get around <laughs> the thing, right? And out the back too, really crucial corner out the back as you crest and the right hander onto the long back straight. Uh, again, blind turn in, blind apex cresting, uh, great corner to get right. And then you've got, um, again, the, the references are pretty sketchy at the old hairpin down the bottom of the hill, but what a corner that is, you know. Get that right in, you, you, you're hitting the gas before the apex in fourth gear to come back up there. Like it's it's a great fun track. Um, but honestly, yeah, the, the racing is fun there as well. That fast chicane, who's brave enough to overtake there? Will it be in the braking zone? You had my number on brakes into the, the second last corner. It was very interesting. You closed quite a bit there. Yeah. Um, so... And that was interesting. I thought I had the, the better run through the final corner. Obviously, we were playing a bit of Ducks and Drakes in the last one. But, um, you know, and, and it's, it is. It has got the diversity where people will be stronger at different parts of the track, and that always makes the racing really interesting. Donington's a great skippy track, whether it be this layout or the national, um, and really looking forward to it. Yeah, I was super surprised by the last corner, uh, obviously only doing the national layout before. Um, and the first few times I went went there, I was just like, what? where the heck do I turn? First of all, <laughs> yeah. where where is the apex of this corner? And the amount of times where I took it, where I ended up like 50 car lengths, it felt like <laughs> off the end of the, the corner. Um, and yeah, it, it was really fun. It was that last lap that we did last night. Because um, I, I was kind of sussing up. When I saw Ben go off early, I was like, oh, do Alex and I just slow down and wait for everyone. And we kind of just ended up going going on with it um and yeah it was really interesting i had so much trouble with the, the old hairpin turn uh if you ask chasty i was cursing that corner for a good hour straight trying to get it right i used to do it in third gear which makes it a lot easier to manage and and uh makes the turn in a lot simpler but definitely noticed it's a couple of tenths or a tenth, tenth and a half quicker to do it in fourth but you run that risk if you get the turn in wrong you drift out wide and get the off track really easily and the last lap that we did I, I finally actually got it right and it was you that actually made the little mistake but there's nowhere to really go and you held the inside line and so I sort of had to just tuck in behind and it was yeah I was thinking do I try and do something into the into the chicane and you know if it works probably going to lose you, you, I'm, I'm probably going to get through and it's going to be really hard for you to get enough speed to come down the straight um, but you actually got a really good run out of that chicane uh, after I tucked back in behind, like you said, made up a bit of time into the braking zone and then held the inside line. And I didn't really know where I was going to go for that. And I sort of said, to the I guys wondered after, about that. Where's he, where's he going? <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I said to uh, the guys after I posted a little video in the discord saying like, Oh, I finally got Alex one time. It, it happens to be, a, <laughs> happens to be a practice race. But I said in the video, when I was talking to them, I said, well, I know, I know one thing that's not going to work next time now. <laughs> it, 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 we've learned one thing, so it was, it was interesting. Yeah, mate, if I can encourage you in those practice races, chuck more moves on, like chuck it in the chicane there, yeah. chuck it like an hour is that. Yeah. Well, the thing was, <laughs> I, I, I was like, yeah, I was thinking maybe we slow up, let the other fellas in. And I thought, no, no, give Braden a few shots and have a cracks and see where he goes. And not so much to learn, but just – you know, see what works and what doesn't, yeah. whether it be between you and me or just generally. So absolutely throw it in there. And Ira's adding a fast repair or whatever to that session now too, yeah. which will be good as well. But 
Um, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Sean, I think, had a, had a rough, start, <laughs> rough start to the race. I feel sorry for Sean because I've done a few races with him this week and he has the most disappointing sounding voice on the on the radio sometimes. <laughs> and he just sounds like, he's just like, oh, guys, can we please just stop fighting? Like, they're just driving away. It's just like, it sounds like he's had a rough time. So shout out to you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's nothing like that, that that first sort of four or five or six corners at, at Donington, like especially that first corner into the second corner. And then, like you said, if you get the sun in the wrong section, which I know Ira is bloody finicky about making sure that sun's in the worst possible spot at all times, <laughs> but um, that blind, like sort of right, left into the, the, the hard right, if the sun's there, it's just impossible. So I'm not looking forward to it at all. The one one Aussie car race I didn't do ever is Donington, so I've got no rel- no practice here at all. So we'll well, I have a funny feeling I'm going to be working out how to come from probably 25th spot or something. <laughs> so it's oh, your times were okay. Your times, oh yeah, time. Nah, I guess for unfortunately because of yeah. the opening qualifying, it's going to make it very tough. Quickly touching on that, I did have a bit of a chat to Ira again, like we said, community night Friday nights on on the stream and. Um, he popped in and, and had a bit of a chat about our conversation, which is good. And I completely, like I said, I completely forget that he probably actually listened to what we say. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You're here. We talked about how we don't like it. That's right. Um, but I threw out a suggestion, which he sort of took on board. And he and I think Braden was in chat and sort of took it on board as well. Why don't we use the first three um, practice sessions as pre-quality? Yeah. Then, well, there's an idea. And then that way it's just come in do practice, but quality's already sorted out. Um, obviously, he sets the grid. Yeah, so the grid's already set. All you do is make one of the sessions, and that'll encourage people to turn up to to, to practice and and go from there. But you know, he seemed to think that was a pretty good idea. So we'll see if that makes its way through next season. But yeah, that's yeah. that's not a bad idea at all. Plus, uh, gives you more race time potentially within the broadcast window and. It was an interesting lesson this week. Obviously, uh, he had uh, some uh, issues with the, the server timings and what have you, and we all learned from that. And again, oh, I say to him, don't even stress about it, mate. It's it's all learning. But um, maybe one benefit out of that is we get a lap or two more on the track uh, for the race. I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping that we – I talked to him about that too. I said, are we always going to have 15-minute and 30-minute races? That's only 45 minutes of racing. You've got an hour booked. There's no quality anymore. There's not really a change of time. Are we? He said, oh, you look at – Look at that next year. So we'll, yeah, we'll see, get, see what the timings are like now. But I said even even just if, if you were going to do practices that first hour, just have the broadcast start with like three minutes to go. And like I said, I, I like the fact that the we for the race one, qualifying didn't just finish at the time. It was continue your lap till you finish um, because I think me and Braden were sort of, I timed <laughs> it perfectly. I had two laps left in my tank. Um, Brad didn't time it so perfectly, but at least he had that one last chance, and we've crossed the line, and it, it was all or nothing basically. And obviously, yeah, we, it was we, nothing. We both just say we both got nothing, but <laughs> it was there. At but least we was, had a chance. <laughs> it was a very different dynamic that I've never felt Nazi car before of yeah. having that. Okay, cool. I just snuck across the line. We've got one more lap here. Cool, let's go. And like everyone can be watching this, and in the, and you know everyone's like everyone's just just paying attention of it, and you got that one last crack at it, which is I think pretty fun. And it was. You know, all I had to do was find a tenth, and I could have jumped up one or two spots. So that's how close it ended up being. So I liked it. Obviously, it didn't work well for Braden um, because of the time schedule, but I still enjoyed the open quality, even though I didn't yeah. do so well at it. I did better at the, the closed quality. So, but I still yeah, favors favors some more than others, uh, both for timing reasons, but also um, tactical or, or whatever. Then, uh, but I, I, 
same for everyone at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah, I know Mighty enjoyed it because he got he got towed around by Chastity for a while there. Chastity had something to do for a while there, which is really yeah. Good. My my qualia there, and I think as I said, I got third. It was none of the like AJ and I even practice um, drafting during the week, and I just got a random draft from someone at some sector that put me up there. That was all yeah. it was. So yeah, that's no, I didn't even get draft from anyone. I was actually going around solo most of the night. I'm like, I should really get working with someone, but I'm like, I'll just. I'll do a few laps, get it down to that last couple of laps anyway, and then when I got to the last couple of laps, I'm like, I can't find anyone. There's no one within 20 seconds of me, so I'll just, I'll, we'll go even, for it. Even sometimes, though, like, you try and coordinate a draft, and it makes things more complicated, yeah. and you end up making more mistakes and getting in each other's way, and you waste 20 yeah. minutes trying to figure it out, so. It was it was interesting. Like, the, the thing that changed me for turn three, I'll quickly go back to Snedman for a second, that turn three where I made up all that time was, I, for some reason, I was going real late and then turning in, late and then trying to almost straighten it out which i thought in my head was was fine but when i started turning in like just drifting across in the braking zone to from from outside to inside and then sort of really coming around that's where i found like a three or four tenths uh just in that little section there so it's it's weird and i think i stayed out that way because i always get paranoid of people coming down the inside and that's what i just i just hung out there anyway but um yeah, yeah mate, sure. Skippy's golden rule, shorten the track distance. That's exactly <laughs> what that is, Sam. Yeah. That's not, not what I do at all. So let's move <laughs> on to uh, the news and the updates. There's not a lot there. We've just talked for about an hour about our racing. So uh, once again, a nice, cozy little podcast we could be putting out. Uh, but let's talk about um, 24-7 Racing Control. Go get them to help you if you're doing a league or you want a special event or anything like that. They will help you out. Driversclub.net.au. Go check out the website. Go check out the Facebook page. They're doing some cool races over there. Uh, so the news, we had Phoenix rework released this week in time for Phoenix race this week. So they've also added in AI racing there too. So if you are keen to, to race around Phoenix, there's um, the new, slightly new look. And people have found their way to the podium. There is a way through the pit lane yeah. entryway. So you can actually make it onto the podium. So, park your car up there. Into victory lane, is it? Is that what they call it in NASCAR? Yes. You drive your car yes. up onto victory lane? That's it. So uh, we'll see if it gets a bit of workout uh, tomorrow night, not by myself, but uh, <laughs> in Anne's car, but by someone else. You can still uh, sneak in there. I can still sneak in there. <laughs> cause some trouble. I think that was that, that week I did um, finish 12th and started doing bloody burnouts on the track when you know, everyone's telling me to get off. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But... Um, yeah, it's, it looks cool. I haven't had a chance to race it yet. I know you guys haven't either, but um, Timmy Corn has, and he said he didn't like it because he's just not very good at it. But um, I'm sure by now he's done a thousand laps and he's going to beat me by three seconds around there. But it looks good. Like all the all the stuff that I've seen looks really good. And I like how iRacing gets it together for for when the um, the officials are on. So when the 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 to match the they don't like having a NASCAR race that doesn't look, the track doesn't look like it does on the actual race. So that's pretty cool. But other than that, the only other news we really want to talk about, there was some F3A stuff we want to talk about last week, but it's sort of been and gone, and, and, but they've changed their name. They've got a new leagues and all that kind of stuff. So go check them out if you're an open wheeler fan. But one that caught my eye this morning that I really want to give a little bit of time to is something that I'm not really 100% over. We tried to cover it a bit this morning, uh, this afternoon before we got on the air uh it's operation motorsport and iRacing have announced the partnership so i'm going to pass it on to one of you guys because you guys read it a lot better than me but um alex i think tell us about operation motorsport or what you worked out from the article 
Well, we're just looking through the article and then uh, the Operation Motorsport uh, website uh, where they talk about what they do. It's all about, uh, it's one of those activities that's targeting uh, service, ex-servicemen and women, uh, veterans, uh, and getting them back and involved and, I guess, giving them an outlet and a way to re-engage with people and other things, right? Um, as we as we sort of might know, uh, not from myself, from personal experience, but um, actually, my job involves supporting uh, Department of Veteran Affairs, uh, and we do get some exposure to that. So uh, it's a, it's a really meaningful purpose in work. I know firsthand myself. But um, you know what they're doing there is they're giving uh, veterans and ex-service men and women the opportunity to go motor racing uh, in real life cars, and now in iRacing. So. They've connected with uh, a regular running championship, uh, at least the iRacing folk have, an already existing championship called Operation Motorsport. Um, And the folks are now, they're going to be broadcast live uh, in association with iRacing, uh, nice professional broadcast. Uh, Trying to remember the the broadcast partner. Jump in, Braden, if you can. Yeah, I'll just Um, Yeah, um, but realistically, if you look at, uh, Operation Motorsport, the website. They've already got a bunch of real-life motorsports partners, whether it be the Fanatic GT World Challenge Series or even I notice they're, they've even got an association with Skip Barber Racing School. So from all ends uh, of, te- of perspective of motorsport and hopefully uh, really bringing some enrichment to some folks that have uh, done a lot of service for their for their country. So, yeah, yes. good, good thing. So I think it'll be live broadcast with Podium Esports. Um, and also streamed to the Operation Motorsport YouTube channel as well. So uh, yeah. be really, really nice little partnership. It's good to see, I suppose, iRacing branching out into, you know, doing some more community-based um, things as well. And hopefully, I'm not sure what the, the partnership necessarily in, entails, but, um, you know, hopefully they can hook them up with the content or, or things like that to make it a bit more um, accessible and, and hopefully they have some real fun racing. Yeah, well, yeah, so- the things... Sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll, no, you go. I was going to wrap it up. Oh, right. I was just going to say, I think about, uh, you know, former Prince Harry and what he used to do with veterans over there uh, with different sporting. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's the Invictus game. That's the one. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have modified sports for folks that are uh, servicemen and women who've come back with disabilities or what have you. And similarly, there's accessibility in online racing that there may not be in, in real-world racing. I mean, uh, there's there's a streamer around who I know who has some pretty serious physical disabilities who, who races with a mouse, right, and does actually pretty well, if I'm honest. For, I, I can't imagine racing with a mouse. And that's a guy, honestly, who, you know, doesn't have any hands or anything. He races with a mouse. It's incredible, right? Uh, check him out on Twitch. I think it's uh, The Real Handy uh, from memory is his handle on Twitch. Really interesting. But... Um, you know, to give people that opportunity where there is accessible technology that allows you to do that and maybe, you know, engage with people in a different way is, is a really positive thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it all kicks off on the 7th of December. This is season four, uh, which and it'll be Tuesday evenings for an eight-race se- season. Uh, each session will be a 60-minute practice followed by open quality and a 30-minute live broadcast, like I said, by Podium Esports. So, um yeah, it looks all really good. Like they've got beneficiary class, open class, and pro class um, for everything. And it sort of all seemed just the iRacing side of it anyway seemed to spur out of COVID. So another little way that, that COVID has helped change things for the better for, for some people. And 
you know, iRacing jumping on board is a really, really good thing. So that's why I particularly wanted to pick that up and um and, and talk about it a bit because it's such a such a good cause. So shout out to all those people who are helping veterans anywhere. Um definitely. So let's move into the race results. Uh brought to you by our Discord, lockdownlads.com slash Discord. Remember jump in, help us out if you want is there anything that you want to help us out with. Uh now quickly, we had a Scops race on the weekend. I don't have any coverage of it because Jay's obviously been a bit under the weather at the moment and I've been a little bit busy to reach out and actually touch base with him anyway. So unfortunately, we don't have those results for you. Uh, the race was at, and I almost did it, was at Interlagos, was it? Yes, it yep. was. So um, hopefully all went well. We're going into the last round of the season in two weeks' time at Road America. So get ready for that. Should be a very big finish to it. Um but what we've got for you tonight in the far as results go, we've got Sunday Night Lights, we've got Aussie Skip Barber, and we've got Anscar. Um, we won't be covering anything else at the moment. I uh, will try and chase people down. Probably we'll start getting more of that stuff to you next year uh, because we're getting towards the busy part of my life and the busy part of the year. So at uh, this stage, we'll focus on those ones just for now. But let's go to Alex McKellar to give us a full wrap of what happened in Sunday Night Lights. Take it away, Alex. Thanks, sir. Um, of course. Like it's- yeah, I know, right? It's crazy, right? <laughs> um, so round seven uh, of Sun and a Light, season 25. Of course, we headed to Snedden and 200 layout. After on the back of massive week last week, as we said, we're back to reality, about a 4K soft, uh, but still some fantastic racing out there. We saw Naoya Nagai back for his third race of the season, third pole. Third bonus point, crazy in qualifying, just, you know, real standout is Nagai Sun. Uh, just behind him was series leader Julian O'Frey on the front row of the grid. Takumi Yamato, who in the similar, uh, the, this race last season at uh, Snedderton got his first podium. Uh, he stuck it on third on the grid. George Maddock, UK and I driver in fourth. Uh, ANZ drivers in terms of qualifying. One of those folks that I, I say regularly, as I was saying, uh, plies his trade in the second split, uh, Paul Wilson in eighth, just ahead of yourself, Braden Martin in ninth, and the aforementioned Mitchell Nichols in tenth. Uh, Vasco Sorovsky, who is the current leading ANZ driver coming into the round, or was, um, and he had a great race in the warm-up. He was in it to win it. He finished second in the warm-up race, which is no mean feat. Uh, he only managed 14th in a 16-car split. So, um, yeah, uh, not not a not a good qualifying by his standards. So the race gets underway. Um, usual thing happened. I, I'm going to say usual thing. A lot of racing this week, what you saw was the – I'm not going to say the underestimation of the track, but what you did see was people just making errors of their own volition rather than necessarily getting taken out just because of the – the quiet complexity, and we talked about that last sector before, last sector and a half. Um, my personal opinion is um, coming off the back straight there is probably the most challenging little pair of corners on, on the service, and it br- brings people unstuck. So what we ended up seeing was um, two breakaway uh, packs. We saw Julian O'Frey and Naoya Nagai break away at the front uh, ahead of uh, Laura Samadio and Takumi Yamato uh, in, in, a, in a secondary pair. And then there was that... Interesting battle. Like that. That's after a few incidents took place, and as you say, Braden, uh, your race it was similar. Like there was some checking up and and, and some shuffling of the deck, so to speak. Um, and what that 
what that ended up seeing was people having an, a real opportunity to come through. So someone like uh, Vasco Sarovsky, who started 14th, as I said, took took really good advantage of that and found himself in the in the closing stages trying to catch down that second pack and perhaps even get a podium. So really fascinating race there uh, taking place, lower strength of field, but still the racing was great at the end. And the results, what we saw was, um, and, and, and if, if you do take the time to go back and watch the replay, we talked about two by two through that really challenging final uh, series of corners. Now you're a guy and Julian O'Frey absolutely managed to do it. And I was stunned. I think I watched it a couple of times on the replay and I talked to uh, O'Frey after the race and he language barrier, I think, got in the way a little bit because he, he didn't quite get, you know, what I was saying, I think. But the fact that it was it was fascinating because Nagai from memory, no, yeah, no, he did. Nagai from memory, he did. He left it on the outside. And my view is that if, you, if you're going to come out in front in that section, you need to be on the inside of the uh, the corner at the end of the end of the straight. Nagai left the door open. O'Frey went in there. Nagai went in really hot, as you would expect, and narrow. And I didn't think they were going to get through. I thought Nagai was going to run off, but he didn't. But O'Frey pulled off the most amazing over-under you've ever seen, crossed him back and under the inside, was really shallow, like you wouldn't have expected him to carry so much speed. But because of the angle of attack that Nagai had to take um, the right-hander in, didn't have the speed. O'Frey goes through and take, takes it on the win. It was a, actually a really um, a really good series of corners and, and really showed a lot of skill from both drivers to both, both get through there and get through their cleaning. Yeah, it, was, it, was really, it was really smart by Julian as well because the amount of speed that Nagai carried through, if he had to tried to do the normal go around the outside, they probably would have made contact um, with Nagai drifting out wide. So the fact he recognized that, one, to get the win, <laughs> I'm probably going to need to pull something special off. And two, that if... Nagai gets this wrong, well, then we're both gone. And, and to, to calculate both those things and pull it off as well is really impressive. Yeah, look, it's a solid roll of the dice, right? Uh, you think it well, if he's good enough to come out with enough speed to get through on that angle uh, and get past me, I'd probably doff my hat to him and say, well played, sir, congratulations. Yeah. But uh, O'Frey rolls the dice. Um, Nagai, he doesn't overcook it to the point where he's he's run off the track. He's actually made the corner, but not with the pace. And O'Frey comes underneath him and, you know, the rest is history. Fantastic work from both of them, honestly. Uh, third position uh, in the battle between Amadio and Yamato was taken out by the Italian, uh, who continues his fine season, finishing in third. Takumi Yamato couldn't back up his podium from last season, only finishing fourth with... Remaining leading ANZ driver Vasco Sarovsky started 14th, finished fifth, which is a which is a pretty impressive effort. Having said that, took advantage of a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that went on in the middle. So congratulations to Vasco on that. Um, the other ANZ drivers in the field: P7 to Paul Wilson, Braden yourself in P9, and Mitchell Nichols. Unfortunately, after that incident, uh, ended up all the way in. P15, just quickly looking at the second split, which saw, again, uh, uplifting a few folks from the third split into the second, which was great. Alex Herte took it out, who with, I would have typically expected to be in the first split, if I'm honest, um, but he did uh, he did well in taking out the second one. Jeremy Bush grabbed a podium. Well done and well played to the ANZ and Aussie car driver. Mark Jeffrey in Jeffo Watch, he was in sixth. Jason Willman, again, most capped uh, SNL driver in history. He's finished in seventh. Jason Browers in eighth. Ryan Portelli, 
back in the series again. He's in 10th. Um, Matthew Harriet, another Aussie car driver this season. He's um, he's in 12th. Uh, Ken Himes in 13th. Now, I will just briefly look at uh, at the third split again because, as we oh, said, that one on. the great Peter Wilco Wilkinson grabs a podium in P2. Fantastic. Nino Repel or Repel uh, has taken out the, the win. Um, and we did see the great Carl Withy in there. He did grab some points finishing in 11th. And, and I don't know if you noticed, um, but the guy finishing 15th in that race was actually my co-commentator, Corey Steinhauser. <laughs> Corey and I had this thing a couple of seasons ago where when you get the, you know you're going to get a low strength of field, right? And if you have an even number divided by 20, you know you're going to have a full split, right? Um, so we had that at uh, Sonoma one time. I think we were only going to get one split, right? And then Corey actually joined the race to bump it up to 21, so we'd have two. And he did the same thing last night. We had 60 on the nose, and he bumped it. He he, joined, he didn't tell me. He just joined, and we had 61, so we got, you know, oh, wow. a margin, yeah, a marginally higher strength of field. And I didn't know that until I looked at the results. And I'm like, oh, oh, hello. Anyway, one thing before I, uh, I finish on Carl Withy. Um, go check out his um, race replay, Screezilla, from memories, his YouTube channel. Yes. The one, the one from Laguna Seca from last week. Uh, aside from the fact that it was a, a great result and an interesting from that perspective, the man telling a, a story and a and a and a you know a tale of his life and all the rest of it alone is worth the price of admission. Honestly, it was uh, a really that podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look. It was brilliant. I I really enjoyed it just to listen to the bloke talk. Honestly, uh, let alone the race and the race itself. He he did really well. So uh, overall standings for Sunday Night Lights as we stand. Julian O'Frey remains on top, one hundred ninety three points, just ahead of Loris Amadio, who again had a good result. Takumi Yamato. Jumps into third position on the ladder, ladder, and I, I saw him tweet it about it uh, earlier in the week. He sort of, you know, put out a sneaky "Hey, look at me go" sort of post on Twitter. <laughs> Just quickly, I yeah. want to shout out Julian Frey, first time double winner for the season. Hey, I know. Hey, that's, that's my domain. What are you doing? I was waiting to say that. This is an outrage. Getting quicker, mate. Getting quicker. Uh, there you go. Uh, Giuseppe Toledi in fourth uh, drops down out of the podium contention. And Vasco Sorovsky, the leading AZ driver, remains in fifth. Now, Paul Wilson, who he said got his first run in the top split this season, is currently sitting in sixth, jumping up a couple of spots. Kawabe down to seventh after uh, missing this week. He messaged me before he... Gave me some excuse about racing too much at other places and not being ready. I thought, yeah, mate, all right. You just didn't want to race that, and I know how it is. Um, Mitchell Nichols in eighth at the moment. ANZ drivers. Jason Bros in ninth. Jeremy Bush up to well tenth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Braden Martin up another three back, almost inside the top ten in eleventh. Here's one to watch, and I know I'm usually just talking about ANZ drivers. Now in a guy three races in, sitting in twelfth, um, which is not a bad effort. And considering he didn't do so well at uh, Hungaro Ring, he's doing all right. The Cowboy drops a few into 13th. Uh, Jason Wilman, 15th. Ken Himes, 16th. Russell Clark should have turned up for the race. He's in 17th. Jeffo up 12 positions into P18. Justin Watt in 19th rounds out the ANZ drivers. Look, I love calling all the ANZ drivers' names because a lot of those folks don't often get some airtime in the uh, in the broadcast. Uh, yet they keep turning up and having a great race. So. Uh, good on them, and, and thank you for the support. But as you say, uh, Braden, uh, we've got a we've got a back first back to back winner, mate. 
Yeah, and you know who else was it going to be but Julian Offray? He's uh, he's killing it in the skippy scene at the moment. It's it's interesting. Does he only race the SNL races pretty much? Well, either that and the warm up race because I never I never ever see him on any other you know officials. Like I do see some of the other guys from time to time. Or is he is he another one who's got one of those alt accounts that we are uh, <laughs> he's hide, hiding? Sometimes we don't know who he is. No, I don't think there's a Smurf and um, Julian O'Frey out there. I think he's only got the one account. Um, he does do the odd official here and there, but pretty much saves it up for a Sunday night. It's interesting what we don't see with some of the guys like that is, and I don't know for Julian, I can't speak for Julian, but I know for someone like um, uh, oh, the Mavano boys, uh, they used to put in hours off, you know, and we haven't seen Manu Luketa back. Uh, and I was talking to Manu about it uh, a season or so ago, and he said, he wasn't enjoying it enough to put in the 15 hours of practice it took to be ready for SNL. Mm. Um, and that's that's a fair call, I think. Uh, if you're not enjoying it, it's it just becomes a chore at that point. But, um, you know, so some of those guys are doing a lot of work. And, again, I, I know uh, Julian's doing uh, time trials, which is a great form of practice, uh, as I said. So um, he might only race a couple, uh, and particularly folks that are going for the championship, like legit going for the overall official championship. They'll yeah. only do the four races max. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you don't see him on the track real often. So get out there on a Sunday night uh, and see if you can't get a race with some of these really big names. We can't all be a cowboy Sam Devantier and do 64 <laughs> races in a week. <laughs> he's still, can I tell you, he's still pretty high up in the standings too. Yeah. Those of you who don't know, every every four races, every fifth race that you do, you average out your two best. So if you do 40 races, you get the average of your best 10, Right. So the week that he's done 40 races and he's still got a, a huge amount of points, is a, a, and anyone who does it, and there's a few people that do it, it's a fair effort when they get it done. Yeah, I was noticing, I was looking through the official for, I think I'm in Division 4, um, is, is, is my current little standings, and I'm like 175th, so oh, 179th now apparently. But I was looking through, like Mark <laughs> Jeffries sitting third. Um, 210 starts for seven wins and 46 top fives. I'm like... It's crazy. <laughs> I think that's season. almost as many officials as I've done in total. Yeah. But then you, yeah. then you look at, okay, average result, average finish is ninth. And then you go, okay, cool. That's good. And then you've got um, who else? Uh, Matthew Harriet, average finish ninth uh, for 55 starts. And, and you go through, like even um, first place, Ryan Fratelli, 51 starts for average finish of ninth. And then you go to mine. Um, come on, load up. Eight starts, average finish of ninth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's interesting is I, I do that pit board, as you know, that's a good little stats thing, and we're all yeah. on there. It tells you how. So if Mark's done 210 races, it means he's done two races while we've been talking. It's just saying, because yes. it's got 280 here on the pit board, and it's up to 210, and I haven't, you know, and that's almost half as many as Cowboy did at Road Atlanta. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Crazy. I want time. I just want time in my life. Um, but, yeah, so let's move on to Aussie Car, Skip Barbers. Keep on talking, Skip Barbers. We're going to talk, change our name to Skip Barber Podcast soon, I think. <laughs> um, so, Braden, do you want to take us through this fandangle spreadsheet? There you go. Look at that. Change it on the fly. Yep. Um, it doesn't look like it's quite right. But, anyway, so you take us away with the results for race one. Yeah, well, I know the boys had a little bit of trouble because of they had the spreadsheet all set up for the open qualifying and the uh, the way it was going to work, and that it all changed at the last minute. So they've done a good job to get it into into order. Uh, the first race saw Alex John take pole from James Chastanoff, Alex McKellar, Ben Stowe, and Harrison Mitchell rounding out the top five. Uh, but it was a 
very similar story within the races, although a little bit more mixed up. <clears throat> uh, James Chastanoff managed to grab the win in race one from Alex John, uh, Alex McKellar in third, and then Ben Snell and Harrison Mitchell in fifth. Sean Doyle, as I said, pipped me on the uh, line to get me a seventh spot. And so he was sixth, I was seventh. From Matthew Mites, Russell Clark, and Nathan Verney rounding out the top 10. Uh, the big movers in the pack were Daniel Stubbs up eight spots, 21st up to 13th, and Darren Lasso, 28th up to 20th, also eight, up eight spots, and Matthew Harriet, 22 or 22nd up to 16th, up six spots as well. Uh, fastest lap went to Alex John and also got the bonus point there for pole position as well. So good job to AJ. Uh, another another stellar week after coming off the back of a championship. Uh, the second race obviously was meant to, and, and Ch- Chasty was only a little bit salty about this. He'll tell you that he he thought he deserved to be on pole for for race two because <laughs> that would be the way it works. Uh, but unfortunately, he could only manage P three in the changed up uh, qualifying. Uh, the two top split boys taking first and second. Uh, Alex John from Alex McKellar. Uh, Neil Gardner up in fourth, uh, good qualifying for him. Sean Doyle fifth, uh, Darren Tune sixth, myself seventh, Ben Snell, Russell Clark, and Jeremy Bush rounding out the top 10 for qualifying. The race uh, went, as we said earlier, it was a really good battle, um, sort of ebbed and flowed a bit, looked like AJ was going to get away, and, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but uh, Ben Snell somehow manages to find himself at the front of those packs again and t- took away the win. Uh, from Alex John, Sean Doyle managing to get up onto the podium. Uh, fourth for myself, fifth for James Chastanoff after that uh, unlucky off, uh, slowdown. Neil Gardner, sixth, Russell Clark, seventh, Harrison Mitchell, eighth, Jeremy Bush, ninth, and Brody Cook managing a top 10. The big movers in the pack for that one were uh, Sean McKenzie up 10 spots, 25th up to 15th. Harrison Mitchell, nine spots, 17th up to eighth. Matthew Harriet, uh, seven spots, 26th up to 19th. And Ben Snell, up seven spots, eighth up to first place as well, which is a pretty impressive effort. Uh, the fastest lap went to oh, me. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I got the fastest lap. Go me, lap. So he says. Go good, me. Good job for myself. And uh, obviously the point for pole position uh, there for Alex John as well, which leaves us with the championship standings after one round. Uh, Alex John finds himself back where he ended last season in first place on 98 points from Ben Snell in second on 94. James Chastanoff third on 92. Sean Doyle fourth on 88. Myself fifth on 86 from Harrison Mitchell. Russell Clark, Matthew Mites, Neil Gardner and Alex McKellar tied for ninth spot to round out your top 10 drivers. Uh, no road to 2k championship points yet for whatever reason we may or may not have been given the list of those who are competing in the road to 2k so we'll try and update that for you next week uh, but the team's championship see locked on iRacing podcasts interviews which is James Chastanoff and myself uh, six points ahead of top split racing who are tied for second place with Van Diemen racing on 172 uh, locked on iRacing news and results 146 white knuckle racing 137 and then locked on black sheep racing uh aussie car racing team missed apex racing airways aviation vdr baby team development a uh, development team and no nor folk and chance racing i'll be careful when i say that one uh in 11th spot 
I just realised we've got another locked on team there that's not actually in the team listing. But um, yeah, me and Ash are, are not in there at the moment. But well, I think that's because Vic, Vic pulled out last minute. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll I'd say I should say you should uh, have a go at the people that make the spreadsheet, but we make the spreadsheet, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be having a go at our own. <laughs> one thing, one thing I forgot to mention where we're talking about the the racing in there, and I was saying James was pretty racy. We were talking about it after the race, and um, AJ made a really, really good point. You know, ultimately it takes two to tango, and he said. At any time, he could have lifted off and just let James lead the pack and, and all the rest of it, but he chose to race as well. So it's a really interesting to think True. about how, you know, even one person changing up that da- dynamic that we have had for the last few seasons can really shape and change the that conversation that I was talking about, that nonverbal conversation between half a dozen different drivers there. So really interesting to watch how it develops. I don't know if it plays any part into it, but we are at the end of a very long year. And this is the last six rounds of the season. So it's like, well, you know, if I don't get this, it's a long time before, you know, anything else. I I can do this again. So, and a few people, I know it's in the back of a few people's minds. Maybe this is their last season and I'm not going to um, pull any punches. So I'm not saying that's to go with Chasty, but like any of those guys in that top few, any of those things could be, affecting their 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 decision making right now because like I said, it's, been, it's been a long season and yeah i couldn't I, I agree yourself, more man. You, you're not going to let snell pass if you get the chance so <laughs> um, everyone's had had this history all year of like you know this no, person's done this no one lets done, snell it. through he just gets his way through we don't know how he does it <laughs> i tell you i tell you the this is this you know sneakily you might think well i mentioned it, it, it this type of racing plays right into his hands because that's the yeah, bit yeah. That, that he's so good at. So yeah, you it's interesting. Around the outside, across the grass, to um, <laughs> on the Donnie yeah. this week, yeah. whilst going backwards. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's how he did it last night. Didn't serve him too good, but he was practicing anyway. So there you go. He's practicing it though. That's it. You, you never see the ones he fails because he practices it enough to get it right on the night. Yeah, I think he got a bit of a shock last week, so he's out there practicing putting the yards in. So look out. It was funny, by the way. It was, I've never seen someone drift across the line and manage to roll their skippy like he did <laughs> at the end of that race. He literally just sw- threw it in and actually rolled it. Like I was like, what has happened? I thought he had hit someone or something, but no, he just rolled it. It was Im- incredibly impressive. Yeah, because he's, he's never practiced that before, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, let's move on to the car, the man that we've talked about uh, all night, Carl Withy, for the ANS car result. Take it away, Carl. Hello, chaps and chapettes, and welcome to the ANS car recap. I am, as ever, Carl Withy. And tonight, just to spice things up, we are starting with the Truck Series for round 10 at Nashville Super Speedway. Jason Martin made some sweet music in Music City by putting the car on pole once more with Luke Traher on the outside, but the night went from rocking to rolling for some, as the race had a few large wrecks. This took out some of the early leaders, but consistency in track position was key. Between opportunistic racing through the yellows, we saw some big movers from people who kept their trucks clean and out of trouble. But it was the man who started in P8 who had the right place at the right time. Through some great on-track work and strategic masterminding, also taking out his and his team's first ANSCAR victory, it was Ruben Phelps of Izea Esports taking out their first win for a fantastic drive. 
and did not manage to be broken under the pressure from Andrew Dyson behind him in P2 and Luke Traher in P3, hot on his heels. With Micklemore fourth and the biggest mover Maddie Raymond in fifth gaining 33 spots during the race. This means the championship looks like this after 10 races, Martin still leads but the gap has shrunk with Raymond 38 points back. Third is Douglas 42 points down, fourth is Micklemore 50 points down, fifth Dyson and Danny G 56 down, seventh is Curtis 86 points down, eighth is Williams 89 down, ninth is Schultz 92 points off the lead and tenth is Hunter 95. With two rounds left, the trucks head to Charlotte this week. Sadly, the broadcast will not be on this week uh, for the trucks, but we will bring all the news in next week's recap. The Thunder would head to the half mile of Mayhem, Martinsville, for its 11th round, and Mayhem was what was unleashed. As drivers saw the cautions in Nashville and said, hold my beer please, Scurlock put it on pole with Gallagher on his outside. And then the carnage came, with cautions in the double digits. The racing we saw had some high points, but it was a genius strategic call that would see Jaden Russell collect his first Ansgar victory off of a dirt track and on the asphalt. He, with a handful of others, stuck out the whole race on their tyres they started on, with Gallagher in second and Matt Thompson taking P3 on his debut. The first of the cars who stopped was Dave Douglas in fourth, with Matty Ray in P5. With both drop rounds already being used, this means the championship showdown at the new and improved Phoenix next week will be the championship decider. Defending his championship is reigning champion, Hamish Gallagher, how many times do I say champion there? Uh, with Foster 17 points behind him, third is Raymond, 22 points down, fourth Micklemore 35 off the lead, fifth Douglas 39 off the lead, sixth Brenton West 49 down, seventh Wellman 50 points off, eighth Williams 54 points down, and ninth Carol Weldon 71 off the lead, tenth is Thomas Martin 75 points down. In the locked on lucky, uh, Wilco managed a strong P15 in the race and sits 17th overall, just two points away from 16th. Meanwhile, Tim Corn sits 33rd overall despite only having contested in three rounds out of three rounds out of 63 drivers a great job indeed keep up the good work chaps and finally we head to the Ansgar cup for the race for the chase for the thing for the trophy for round eight of ten kansas motor speedway brought us a classic nascar race with some good old rubbing and racing throughout the field the race saw just one caution, meaning it was down to racing on track and plotting that green flag stop right. With Martin winning the ruby slippers for pole, he had chase rival Foster on his outside. Martin definitely had the speed, but Foster had the strategy. As we saw our green flag stops, Foster would use the undercut to get a good lead over the rest of the field, and despite his best efforts, Martin could not catch up to him and had to settle for P2 with Foster taking the victory. The Welsh Wizard of Oz would come home in third place, Mr. Michael Scurlock making up 10 positions through the race. Fourth was Gallagher, and Carol Walden came home fifth. With only two rounds left in the chase, the championship looks like this. Defending champion Foster leads with 16 points over Gallagher in second. Third is Martin, 24 off the lead. Fourth, Micklemore, 30 points down. Fifth, Scurlock, 30 points down. Sixth, Dyson, 53 down. Seventh, Danny G. Eighth, Carol Walden 59 down, 9th Raymond 79 down, 10th Pearson 94 down and 11th is Traher 96 off the lead. With the cup heading to Martinsville this week, nothing is yet set in stone. Anything can happen in motorsport and it usually does. So come and join us on FGM Ecast, Ferguson Group Media uh, to catch all the racing live or highlights and of course 
A, as ever, a big thank you to Locked On Lads and Locked On iRacing, your place for the very best Aussie online action. Thanks for that, Carl. It Honestly, I've, I feel like I've just finished a whole year of podcasting. Uh, we've still got another five episodes to go, and then we've got to look up a little bit before Christmas. But, oh, it's been a struggle. But thank you guys for putting up with me tonight. Um, like I said, next week we'll be on a Wednesday night. But quickly, Donington's up this week. We've got Mid-Ohio in, in Sunday Night Lights. Is there anything else that you guys are looking at besides those two, Michaela? No, oh. mate, I don't. I'm probably sticking to uh, I'm probably sticking to just the the Donington this week. Mid Ohio is not one, uh, and I, I'm going to sound like a pikey here. I always let people know that they got to turn up for these ones that everyone you know build the softs and everything and participation and all that. But um, I just have this this thing with Mid Ohio where I don't race it well, and I I, I find myself being more of a danger than anything <laughs> else. If I'm honest, I, I don't know what it is. Last race I had there in the, in the officials. I was racing with a, a guy that I really enjoy racing with, Toshimasa Hanada, one of the Japanese guys, a really, really quick guy. We don't often see him in SNL anymore. And just took him out. And I don't take people out like that, you know, like it, it wasn't intentional, it was just a bad move. And he was like, yeah, no worries, mate, and all the rest of it. But so I'm going to focus on Donington. I really enjoy Donington and the racing there and uh, that. And, of course, Sunday night, uh, Sunday night lights this week. So it'll be good. No, I don't have anything else too much planned. Um, I've been getting stuck into the Bander Alliance boys uh, in Chastity's stream. Last couple of times he's been streaming the V8 supercars and I, I was very, very, uh, very filthy at Mr. One Hollywood Jason Fewens for his disgraceful <laughs> comment about my qualifying uh, on the broadcast. So I've been, I've been getting stuck into him and I said, uh, watch out, I'm going to come drive a V8 supercar just so I can beat you in that as well. So I did say I'll go and jump in a V8 supercar at some point soon and just do some laps and yeah. see if I can figure it out. And I know the plan is for you to drive some laps around Road America as well. So I might try and join you and see if we can uh, work out how the heck that thing works. Yeah, me and Buzzer in particular are going to put in some effort over the next few weeks. And um, we're not going for scops, but we're just going to see where we can get our times compared to the scops pre-quality. Uh, I don't have time, obviously, that weekend to race anyway, so not like I'd, I'd have a crack in second split. But we're going to send a whole two weeks at it, so we'll couple, put up a couple of sessions and get a few people in there and, and um, see how we go. But, yeah, it'll be interested to see where you sit because I reckon you'll be right up there um, and we'll be chasing your tail from from a fair way back. But it is, it, it's interesting. Road America is probably one of the very few V8 tracks. Like I said, when we got to Road America in the skip season, it's like I've never raced a skip around there, but I've raced just about every other car around there. So I have actually raced a V8 around there for a fair fair few laps. So it'll be interesting to see how I go there. But um, it's like a two-minute ten lap. I just um, need Tim to paint up a Commodore in the locked-on colours because I will not be jumping no, in the Mustang, sorry. It won't be far away because I think Buzzer prefers the Commodore anyway. So, Smart but, man. Um, yeah, we are... We are just preparing a few things for next year and, you know, where I'm going to head um, for a while. Um, so yeah, the skips are good, but I'm enjoying a little bit more, like I said, the little bit of strategy of, of a few other races where the tyres actually do wear out and the fuel actually does burn off and, and you've got to really be careful of things like that is, is that little extra benefit that I get. So, uh, But, yeah, big thing for me, obviously, Anscarf wraps up tomorrow night, finally ending the Thunder Series. Uh, then that'll be a break till pretty much um, Daytona next year, February. Um, so we'll spend that time obviously getting ready for V8s and getting ready for a few Enduros. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, and, and obviously practicing for Daytona for the 500. 
Um, that'll be basically once Skips wraps up. That's that's my 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 focus of three three way focus for the next couple of months. So yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, see how that goes. But yeah, so I'll be, I stream Sunday Night Lights this time for the first time in a while, which was good timing. Um, which is good. <laughs> so you'll catch me on there. Uh, you'll catch me for the Anscar tomorrow night. Uh, we might even. I might even play around with a few things. Since Anscar's not on, we're, we're podcasting on a Wednesday night. I might even throw up a, a stream so you can see a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'll work that out with you guys between now and next week. Um, but, yeah, podcasts will be coming through for a Thursday from now on for a little bit until next year, and then we'll work on next year. But like I said, if you want to get in with those plans for next year, hit me up, uh, Facebook group or Discord or anything like that. Facebook yeah, is Locked On Lads. And yeah, we were happy to work with some people. We've got Ken Prize put his hand up to do some stuff with us, so we might sound a little bit more professional next year, which is pretty cool. And um, like I said, anyone else, let us know. We've got some stuff in the works, and hopefully, if I can get on top of this stuff at work, I've already told my wife to get ready to start doing some social media stuff and stuff like that for us on the side. So um, yeah, so hopefully, we just. I just need to get to the end of the year and then next year will be a whole different story and we'll, we'll be fresh and, and come back and, 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 yeah, get the ball rolling again, which is cool. So thank you so much for everyone who's given us the support for so far for this year. And, yeah, stay with us for a few more episodes and we'll get there. So thank you, boys. You've been legends. We'll talk to you next week. I'll probably talk to you before then because I'll be listening to Braden and, and Alex battle at the front while I go, I'm off again. I'm off again. I'll but, still be trying to qualify, mate. <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to mid-Ohio like I know Alex said he doesn't like racing there but I've it's the same layout as what we did with Aussie Car a couple of weeks ago yeah. uh, I can't remember it's the it's the long one is it yeah it's the long yeah, we, one yeah, don't get me so, wrong it's a it's a really good track to, to drive and, and to race it's 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 a just got it's like band it's in my head yeah it, <laughs> it, I felt fast there so um, I'm really looking forward to see how that translates. Like I said, I just looked at the end of the the the, the S, uh, official Skippy season, and they're all really good tracks for me. So I'm really looking forward to how I can wrap up the end of the season, uh, especially once Aussie Car wraps up, and I don't have to stress about that anymore. Um, well, I'm not really stressing about it anymore anyway. But um, Anne's Car is the big one, but I don't have to stress about that anymore. So yeah, it'll be good to see. But anyway, I've held it up all long enough. Um, thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back next week, like I said, a day later. But, uh, yeah, we'll back to you soon. Bye.